0: Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Eric Lindborg and I'm an active member and also serve as the First Church Media and Communications Committee Chair. First Church Orlando is incredibly excited to welcome the Homeless Services Network, also known as HSN, to our church home. HSN has signed a long-term lease with us and will be co-located in our church building for the foreseeable future. HSN is the lead agency in Central Florida working to facilitate the community's continuum of care in an effort to ensure homelessness is brief, rare, and one time. In this Getting to Know Our Neighbors podcast series, we'll be spending some time getting to know some of the key staff at HSN. Today, I'm pleased to introduce you to Brian Postalwaite, the Chief Operating Officer at HSN. Brian is a community organizer, nonprofit leader, executive pastor and social oper- entrepreneur who helps organizations nonprofits, faith community and mission driven businesses innovate and discover their potential.
1: Brian, welcome to the podcast. Wow thanks great to have you oh great to be here. <laughs> it is great to be with you so Thank you. so
0: first welcome again to the first church Orlando family We're so excited about our partnership with HSN. And the fact that we'll be sharing space with you in our wonderful church together um, but i'm sure our members would love to know a little bit about you so if you wouldn't mind share a little bit about you your personal life and, and maybe what motivates you in your life
1: sure well i'm a i'm a, a husband and a and a father um i'm married uh been married for 20 years to uh becky or rebecca and uh, she. Has, uh, I think, is we've recently uh, started kind of uh, coming to some of the services. And so you might see her around. Um, I had two kids, uh, Madeline and William. Uh, Madeline's a senior at Boone High School, plays softball. And Will is a, a sophomore, plays baseball. Um, so our lives uh, revolve around that ball field. Uh, uh, quite a lot of the time, as some of you may uh, have experienced in your past. And uh, so we're new to uh, the city of Orlando, or at least uh, three of us are. Um, we moved here uh, about five years ago from Vancouver, Canada, uh, that, which was our home for 10 years. Uh, and I ran an organization called Mission Possible there. And when it came time, uh, we were discerning that, that we were feeling a release from that work. And we were thinking about moving my wife. said, so, "Well, I want to be closer to family. And my wife grew up here in Orlando was a Oak Ridge grad, um, uh, was a part of the church of the Nazarene that used to be right down the street from, uh, uh, from, uh, Fumco and, and Uh, So it's coming home for us, and we're glad to be with Closer to Family. Um, I've been uh, involved in working with people experiencing homelessness most of my adult life. Um, uh, First as a pastor, uh, led a church that had um, a large percentage of the congregation, uh, had lived experience of homelessness, um, and then moved into nonprofit work Uh, as an executive Um, and it's been fantastic I you know I feel like it's my calling it's uh, I'm kind of a Jeremiah chapter 29 guy I I love that letter to the the exiles uh, in Babylon to build houses and plant gardens and marry off their sons and daughters and seek the peace of the city the shalom of the city and by seeking the shalom of the city its well-being then then we'll find our own peace, and I, I take that that uh that verse um, as uh, that that passage of scripture is kind of central to the way I've I've uh, endeavored to live my life. Um, and I first got my start in this work as a as a uh, a teenager um, who had a I had a youth pastor that would take us into a, a uh, Salvation Army suit uh, van downtown Kansas City, Missouri on a Thursday night to serve soup and coffee and Dale donuts, to uh, people who were homeless on the street. And and I, for whatever reason, I had a, a certain kind of commonality. I found comfort, um, I think, part of it because I've, I've always kind of felt on the margins myself. And so um, I kind of identified with that. And I think God used that to to call me into this work, and um, it's it's the work that's mine to do. I'm 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 delighted to be with Homeless Services Network. I've been here four years. Uh, we're led by Martha R, who uh, I hope you'll get a chance to interview at some point in time. but she has her own story of faith and activism and and uh, work amongst the homeless as well. Uh, so we're we're excited to be. <laughs> here at first church um there is a, a a real sense of synergy we were in a very nondescript building and in, in uh uh in orlando and and now i think there's just i am hoping that our staff will identify with the history of the mission of this church um and that that we will we will uh, uh be able to to live off of some of the spirit that's here and hopefully i hope that that you all will be able to to do the same uh from us it'll be um will be greater than the sum of our parts the kind of thing the spirit likes to do
0: man that is awesome brian you gave us so much to unpack um but first of all welcome back home to to you and and becky and uh great to hear that um Madison and Will are, are at Boone and, and playing sports, enjoying that. Uh, my wife and I are graduates of Boone. It holds a close place in our heart. Both of our kids graduated there as well. Hey, I love what you said, referencing Jeremiah 29 and this um, sense of seeking shalom in the city and peace in the city and um, where you sort of closed around how, you know, we can live off some of that spirit. And I think we can do that collectively meaning you know, First Church Orlando and HSN together so beautiful we are uh, we are thrilled to, to learn a little bit more about you and it's clear clearly you have a rich rich and diverse history and um, are going to be a wonderful addition to our church by the way I'm so glad to hear that that you all are visiting we hope that you'll come back uh, more often to visit us on Sundays so so HSN um, I mentioned in the it, intro, just a little bit about HSN, but could you help us understand a little bit more about what HSN actually does and and what the mission is?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think you read kind of an introduction, but the way I think about HSN is that uh, we are the kind of the coordinating and planning body for the community around its common effort to end homelessness. So we don't provide direct services. So you're not going to see uh, people experiencing homelessness come through the doors of this church to get services. Um, We uh, work with all the other great agencies in Central Florida, uh, Seminole, Orange, and Osceola counties that are working each day, hands and feet to serve people that are in housing crisis. Um, so we do that uh, in several ways. One, um, we're the keeper of the data. So all of the data, uh, the client level information um, that is uh, added to a common system, we, we handle that. We do data analysis, we we try to uh increase the knowledge of how people are experiencing homelessness and what the situation is so that we can plan better, so that we can make decisions based on the reality of the challenges that people face. So I have a whole data team. They're they're a bunch of geeky, nerdy kind of folk um, in the best sense of the word, and they crunch numbers and help us map out where we're going um we also are grant administer uh, administrators so uh all of the dollars from the department of housing and urban development come into our community um to to uh to combat homelessness they come through hsn and so then we Uh, then move those dollars, pass those dollars on to uh, agencies, and monitor how those dollars are being used, and try to help them develop best practices, and so that we work in a collaborative way. Um, We run um, meetings uh, on a monthly, weekly basis that, you know, where we look at the actual names of people that are experiencing homelessness on the street. We know them by name. We know their situation we know the barriers that exist uh, for them getting housing um, and then we work with those agencies and case managers to get them from you know not having any documentation to get housing to getting that documentation to, to building enough rapport to getting them to start looking for a home to getting them into either a temporary uh, housing situation or a permanent housing situation um And uh, we also, so that's that that has a lot to do with how we coordinate and how we how we uh, uh, use our very limited resource the best possible in the best possible way to leverage the most good. And I think everybody knows that there's just not enough dollars in this country uh, allocated to uh, dealing with our housing affordability crisis or uh, our homeless crisis. And so. we want to make sure we use those dollars most effectively. Um, the image I like to use is, and maybe it's a little crude when you talk about homelessness, but is uh, we want to play money ball uh, like the baseball team. We know we're a small market team. We know we can't compete. And so we've got to be creative in the way we utilize um, dollars and the way we put people on the field to, to solve homelessness. Uh, and then we also do landlord engagement. We, um, it's, it's difficult to house people. The, the image I like to use is uh, musical chairs. So, uh, you know, we're all uh, playing musical chairs, trying to find housing in our community. And somebody keeps taking a chair away and then we're all competing uh, to get an edge of our seat on that chair. But if you have a disability, uh, if you're a person of color, um, if you have other barriers like criminal record or evictions, um, you are much less likely to get housing. And in fact, you're competing for a, a scarce resource in our community. And every time we add a new chair to our musical chair game, a bunch of more people come into the game because Central Florida is a place where people like to, to live and, and visit and, uh, and uh, uh, vacation. And so we have a real crisis in our community around housing affordability. That's just a pure numbers game about availability. Um, and so we, uh, we build relations with landlords. We um, uh, help kind of mitigate some of the, the challenges that people with homelessness might have in, in maintaining their tenancy. Uh and and what happens is out of that is that about 95% of the people that get housing remain in housing. Um, we we start with home, right? We start with home. Um you got a home, you got a roof over your head, you can finally deal with your all the other crises going on in your life. But if you're you know addicted to drugs, you're on the street, you're likely not to get sober. If you're if you have a disability, you're on the street, you're not, you're not getting getting medical care. So we want to make sure we get a roof over everybody's head. So we we uh, this is a long-winded answer, but we're we're trying to kind of connect the dots in Central Florida. I have a team of about fifty people that do a lot of different things around that, and and a lot of them are kind of on the back back end of the house that are uh, doing things like paying rents, you know, cutting checks, and making sure that they get to the right place and uh, and that we dot all the i's and cross all the t's on government grants and all of that mess that nobody else really wants to deal with we do that so we're kind of behind the scenes
0: uh, that was an incredible answer not a long-winded answer um and a couple things strike me one um the work that you and hsn do is so broad, everything from literally dealing with individuals and the crises that they face, such as obtaining individual housing or dealing with a landlord, et cetera, all the way to these large uh, community-wide systemic issues um, and using data insights to help make decisions and make investments um, in those and maximize the effectiveness of of grants um, to, to solve issues at a macro level. So incredibly interesting work. And um, you know, 50 people is a lot, but that's, a, that's probably a small but mighty uh, army given what um, the challenges that, that face the organization and, and the homeless community uh, in Central Florida. So thank you for sharing that um, incredible work. So as the Chief Operating Officer, um, you know, in, in some ways that's sort of self-evident what your, your work is, but can you help us understand a little bit more about what you personally do?
1: Yeah. So um, the teams, the, the data, the data team I talked about, the team of data analysts, the the housing team that works with the landlords, the coordinated entry team that manages or or works with case managers through all the all the different agencies, intake specialists, and trying to get people into the system. Um, I I manage uh, I manage those teams. I kind of the front of the house. Programmatic side, and then I have a counterpart, uh, Ida Peralta, who's our new uh, CFO that that kind of does the grants and finance back into the house. Um, uh, and uh, I, you know, work with uh, with my team as well as uh, uh, county um, county staff um, and local lawmakers, elected officials, to try to problem solve around. Uh, the work that we have and, and so I, 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 I you know I what I what I love about my job is um, you know is that I get to kind of see both ends of the spectrum <laughs> the people that make decisions and have power to do good and the mm-hmm. people that feel like they have no power and I've got my arms stretched out and My hands are often too small and arms are too short, but I'm, I'm able to kind of stretch and try to figure out how to put those together. So I love it. I love it. And I have a great team behind me that, 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 uh, is, is really committed to work. You
0: you are a literal bridge builder and, um, I couldn't help, but, but think of the image of Christ on the cross as you, you know, gave me that analogy of, of, of reaching out in both directions and, and connecting those who, have no influence, uh, or, or believe they have no influence to those who, who have uh, all the control and, um, what a mighty struggle that is in the middle, bringing those, those ends together. So God bless you and your work. It's fantastic. So I think a lot of um, our members would be interested to know how this sort of deal came together, how we, how this lease happened. Um, And sort of why, you know, First Church Orlando became your new home. So could you tell us a little bit about how that
1: happened and came together and why? Oh, man. Well, the spirit blows where the spirit blows. I think, is the way it happens. It actually was a a relational connection. Um, Two of your members I've been connected with this work, um, Todd Carr, who uh, was the chair of our youth committee. Uh, for uh, a couple of years, and uh, uh, Carla Cox, who um, I've worked very closely with, and we uh, we were coming to the end of our lease, and our very kind of uh, uh, dreary office space that was <laughs> uh, moldy and not very well lit, and we increasingly had more more people on on the team, and and we're just not, you know we struggle as an organization being kind of behind the scenes to get that kind of bang for your buck from a, a sense of staff uh, morale and uh, feeling connected with the work. And, and, and we wanted to provide our team as our lease came to uh, an end with a, you know, a more encouraging um, mission centered, uh, you know, in the action kind of space and we would have loved to be downtown, but didn't think we could afford to be downtown. And we're unsure whether being in a, an office tower really was the right look for us, for our brand. Um, and and I can't remember who it was, Carla or, or Todd, who first mentioned that you all had space or trying to figure out something to do with it. Um, and so I just asked. and. Uh, Next thing I knew, I was walking through the the building and that was like a over, over it was like February or January before the pandemic yeah. happened. And we just started talking together and I started bringing board members down here and everybody that saw the space was like, oh my goodness, this is our new home. And this is a great, beautiful building, just speaks of, uh, You know commitment and um creativity and the kind of that connection between um the powerful and the powerless right Mm -hmm. and like the city and the needs of the city and how it can come together we can come together to serve and so a lot of negotiating uh from there on out with uh, uh i know that um Funko has a. Do you guys say Funko? We say Funko. I don't know if that's a term that you guys use at all. Oh First yeah, F-
0: Funko is definitely around, and okay. um, First Church Orlando is definitely around. First so, United Methodist Church of Orlando, all are all are useful okay. and welcome.
1: So Funko uh, has a very dedicated and uh, um, uh, disciplined uh, trustees group of trustees, and I'd say that. HSN has as dedicated and disciplined group of trustees, and our board chair, who's also a Methodist, um, and and so I thought there was commonality in terms of them working out the all the things that they had to work out to negotiate the lease, and we went back and forth, uh, and eventually got it done. We still have work to do. We still have remodeling to do on the on the third floor, and. Um, we're still not completely in the office yet. Uh, August 1st is kind of our goal to have everybody back. Um, so there's, but, but that's how it came together. And, and we were looking for a long-term opportunity, uh, to give us some certainty. And, uh, the church was willing to do that. And I, I think working with John Williams mm. and Vance and, and everybody, there just seems to be this, not knowing exactly what it'll mean for us to, co-locate through the years but like this feeling of hey this is the right thing to do and and we're, we're gonna we're gonna see some sort of blessing out of this that it, it was going to be unexpected um, and we're delighted delighted to to be with you on that adventure that journey
0: amazing i love it the spirit blows where the spirit blows and and how great that todd and carlo were. Able to help make that connection. It also was really interesting to me that you gave me sort of the timeline um, where you, you know, became aware of it, of the space and became interested. Looks like pretty much right when COVID hat started, and uh, here we are on on the back side of it, God willing, and uh, you're in and moving in. So it's interesting that all that work, analysis, uh, I'm sure, negotiation. Um, you know, all happened uh, during the pandemic. So uh, another beautiful rose to come out of the backside of that. So mm-hmm. uh, interesting. Um, yeah, so I, I, I do think that, you know, the church as a whole is just so honored uh, and excited to have, have you all with us because uh, this church um, and the members all do have a deep dedication uh, to this issue of Serving the needs of the homeless community, but more importantly, finding ways to to, to resolve those challenges uh, on, a, on a on a more permanent basis. And um, you know, certainly, IDignity is is one of the ministries that we're proud to support. That I know is a is a great partner of HSN. Um, so, understanding that, um, what are some things that our members could do? To help HSN and to help you, what are some practical things that we could do to be helpful?
1: Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, I mean, the first thing I would say is just continue your support of the agencies that are doing really good work on the ground. So um, I know that the that the Coalition for the Homeless uh, has its roots here in this congregation, so continuing to support them and, and others. I would say, from the advocacy point of view, continuing to, uh, to express your desire to see dollars spent um, in our community to uh, in, incentivize housing affordability and um, uh, dollars and programs to assist those experiencing homelessness. Um, I think that, that, that's huge. You're a, you're a, uh, you're an influential, um, congregation in a, in a, in a city that is, is, um, you know, still, still a medium sized town. Right. So I think you have influence. Um, uh, so I, I think that's great. I mean, I, 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 you know, from very practical things, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't collect, uh, uh, We don't collect clothing or food stuff or whatever. We, well, our partner agents to do that. But um, one of the things that that we've talked about is uh, move-in kits, housing move-in kits for new, uh, the clients are getting housing. Uh, That's something that would be an interesting thing to explore at some point. Um, We've talked about hurricane preparedness kits for our uh, formerly homeless. Uh, folks that are, are cr- have been chronically homeless in the past. So these are folks with uh, disabilities and have been lo- homeless for a long time. Some of them for 20 years and now they're in housing and they're just trying to figure out what it means to, to have a home. And so, you know, as you're thinking about hurricane preparedness, we've talked about, you know, how do we help these folks prepare for hurricanes? So that's, so I think mean, that's, so I think there might be some things that we could think through together about how we could partner uh, going forward, but you'll have to give me a little bit. Maybe that's something we could do together and think that through. But your support of the agencies doing the work, your advocacy sp- support, uh, not just to the city, but um, you know, we just had a tragic uh, situation this last week where. Uh, We had $750,000 that had been approved by the House and the Senate for the House and Senate for the Zebra Coalition to bring 35 uh, units of housing online uh, for homeless youth. Now, they're an LGBTQ uh, organization, but this was... For homeless youth, regardless, but you should know that LGBTQ youth make up between forty and fifty percent of those experiencing homelessness, largely due to family rejection. Um,
0: it's heartbreaking. The,
1: yeah, the and and the governor and the governor vetoed. Line item vetoed the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars that already had been approved at the same time that he vetoed other LGBTQ uh, advocates legislation like the pulse uh the money for pulse uh uh counseling and so on so it's just tragic that would have you know those 30 units would have housed 30 or 35 units would have housed 35 homeless youth that are are going to continue to be on the street so hopefully that project will go forward in another in another fashion but um, your advocacy your support uh goes a long ways
0: and that is, um, you're right. There, there's just so much there for, for us as a church to do, um, from sort of individual, uh, hands-on projects. I love the idea of the, the housing move-in kits and hurricane preparedness kits. And those are tangible things that we can take back and, and look into, but broader support of these, um, of these issues and, um, you know, and, and 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 money is oftentimes at the center of, of helping to solve many of those issues. And I, I personally uh, w- was very moved uh, in a in a in an uncomfortable way when I heard the news about um, all of those line item vetoes um, directed squarely at the LGBTQ um, community, um, who is, as you pointed out, one of the most vulnerable communities. Um, that we have and um i'm proud to say that as a church uh, god loves all people and so do we um and uh, all people are welcome at our church and loved at our church so um in addition to our commonality around supporting uh eradicating homelessness clearly our church has a similar heart uh in loving um and serving those who are living on the fringes, including the LGBTQ community. So, thank you for sharing that.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, um, I'll kind of wrap here as, uh, with with some some practical guidance for for our members. Um, you, you touched on one thing earlier around that that HSN is not providing direct services to this community, so we we shouldn't expect uh, people coming in and out to receive care, um, out of the building, but what should our members expect, um, in terms of co-locating with HSN? First of all, personally, I'll, I'll share that. I think that just having, uh, you all in the building and, and creating some, some density in the space and, um, just bringing that life into the church alone is going to, uh, just trigger many, many incredible things, Um, we'll be talking on a future podcast about our our kitchen and some things we can do in ministry there. Um, but anyway, there's just a buzz in the building, which I think is just so fantastic. Um, but what, what should we expect? Uh, are we, um, if we come to the church during the week for a, a Bible study, you know, what would we, would that be any different? Um, when we come to our church services on, on the weekend or Sunday, would, would that be any different? Um, what are you, some of your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think your core mission is about spiritual care and guidance of people and journeying through their uh, with them through their lives, um, and so, you know, you know, we're obviously not in the business of uh, of uh, encouraging our employees to seek particular outlets for spirituality but i mean i i mean you know if if if, if folks trickle in from HSN, i i assume and and uh, would appreciate that you welcome them and uh to be a part of their lives so i hope a little bit of that might happen amen uh not just maybe not even just through um opportunities for worship but that there might be other things. I, I do know that I have a staff member already who is has a has a, a daughter at the at the preschool. I mean that's a wonderful kind of synergy that 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 happen, is is happening. Um, uh, I think you might expect to see us scattered about the building a bit. Um, you know uh, as we uh, John and I have talked and uh, John Williams and I that that uh, you know our folks would would maybe sit in a rocking chair in the atrium as a with their laptop midday is a little bit of a break or uh out in the in the garden area um uh for for a break or to uh just a change of venue um and so we're we're excited about that i think once we get our third floor space uh there'll be a lot of traffic between the third floor and the first floor and so lots of people walking through and uh um people to, to be friendly with and have conversation with and um but other than that i hopefully we're not going to be a disruption or uh of any kind i i think uh you'll just see a lot more folks um you will see i think for other partner agencies coming in uh eventually once we start welcoming meetings back into the into the office complex so i mean it could be um once a month on a on a Tuesday you might see 100 120 or so folks from the community wandering in and uh, you might also see uh, case managers come in for meetings uh, uh, in in some of the the rooms uh, down near the office complex so you to see a lot more folks for sure
0: I love it I love it yeah it's 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 all good um you know we're going to be we're going to be living and serving together uh, in in harmony, no doubt about it. And I love the the vision of um, someone sitting on a rocking chair working, someone out uh, you know out around the fountain getting some peace from that working there. It reminds me that we have this beautiful campus environment, not just a building but a campus, and to have uh, life throughout that campus um, is a tremendous blessing. Awesome, awesome. Well, well, Brian, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And on b- behalf of First Church Orlando, we we want to thank you and HSN for your support of our church and the partnership as we seek to seek love and serve together in our community. Thank you again.
1: Well, uh, uh, it was great spending time with Eric, and and I look forward to doing it again sometime.
0: We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, We invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.